because I can so shop this. Recording now and playing on three. One, two, and three. I wasn't going to do this one, but I decided I, I, I need to. New music. These are the confessions of a band geek. Time to get personal. If I could, I'd probably do things differently. Uh, these are the confessions of a band geek. Reminiscing, thinking how I got to where I'm at. Throat back before I even learned how to rap. Tell my story kind of sort of like my diary. These are the confessions of a band geek. Music molded me and made me, me. If I could, I'd probably do things differently. I used to only take my horn home once a week. These are the confessions of a band geek. Fifth grade, I remember it like yesterday. I saw the band and decided I wanted to play. I tried to trombone in the sax, but that wasn't fun. I always had rhythm, so I wanted to play the drums. But ain't nothing happening, I guess it was too late. I decided I ain't want to play them anyway. Then the director told you can lie. Then the director told me give the coronet a try. Handed it to me and told me to try to make a sound. Watching the hands to make sure I had the form down. Couple people staring, so I'm not trying to look stupid now. Played it so loud, I had everyone looking around. From that moment, I decided it was all. Fifth and sixth grade passed, I was still going strong. Seventh grade, my folks were glad I was serious about something. Moms took me up to Sadler's and bought me my own trumpet. <laughs> For real. Before I even learned how to rap Tell my story kinda sorta like my diary These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me If I could I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week Um, 8th grade at Waldo, everything switched That's when I met Mr. Conrad and Mr. Tripp New beginnings, never seen nothing like this Private school to public school, I had to get a grip Met a gang of homies that I loved like my brothers Straight clowning up in class, couldn't tell us nothing Walked to school every day with Louis Otero Was taken way too soon, we'll see you again though Freshman year at East High, man it flew by Still all up in my shell, I was super shy Was cool with all the jocks cause my brother hooped My cousins Trees and Ann had me plugged with all the ladies too Sophomore year, it felt like having pep band Playing in the stands, drunk off 211 At the games, me and Vernon used to wild out And all my fellow band geeks know what I'm talking about Straight up <laughs> Before I even learned how to rap These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me If I could, I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week. The year was when I started skipping class. My mom's have found out I guarantee she kicked me. Did football one year and also did track. I threw the shot put in the disc, but really I was whacked. Playing the trumpet was the only thing I stuck with. And that was only because my moms wouldn't let me quit. Hardly took my horn home being lazy, I was good and that's what drove Mr. Kaja's shot crazy. Can't forget the day he told me he was disappointed, said I could have done something with the music if I wanted. The Walt Disney Parade marching, that's when my vision to be an artist really got started. But everything I know now, I wish I knew it then, I would have realized this music is my calling. So all the shorties coming up, remember no matter what, time is precious, don't waste it, no stalling, go all in. Throat back before I even learned how to rap. Tell my story kinda sorta like my diary. These are the confessions of a band geek. Music molded me and made me, me. And if I could, I'd probably do things differently. I used to only take my horn home once a week. These are the confessions of a band geek. Shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee, 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 a cup of co
Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.01 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Um, Good morning to all the great people. Good morning, Josue. Uh, Saw a lot of good things. A lot of good things over the weekend from Friday till now. Holy cow. Uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker was here. He was, no, he was not in Good Morning Aurora Studios. Uh, He was in town for the Truman Dinner, which took place last night at Two Brothers. Uh, The Truman Dinner is an annual gathering, I believe, uh, for the Democrats to, it's their big fundraiser, big dinner, big night. Uh, lots of our friends were in attendance, so shouts out. Saw the fellas was looking fly, ladies was looking nice. I like it. I like it a whole lot. Uh, I want to say a good morning to our friend Jamie Moster, state's attorney for Kane County. There's a lot of good things that are happening in regards to county business, uh, some law enforcement stuff. And other than that, I'm actually happy to report that in addition to uh, some of the local things that have been taking place, there is also a large county state push, actually, uh, to address some of the past issues that have been wrong, not only in law enforcement, but just in society. And, uh, you know, we back and we welcome those efforts. I hope that all of you guys are doing good today. It is Monday the 28th. This is the last day of February here. Uh, Tomorrow is going to be a brand new month. It's going to be March. And we are rolling right along in 2022. I'm happy of all the things that have happened. And I'm anxious and excited for the future. Uh, Julie Marsh May is here. Good morning to you, Julie. Good to see you as well. We have the news you love. And I've got a couple of other new things to tell you guys about. um, Probably around the 8.15 Mark, the time is eight oh three. Monica, how you feeling? I'm doing all right. Good, good, yeah. very good. Um, so let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start off with uh, let's start off with the news that many of us knew was coming. A lot of us expected. Dave Samantha Danner, Davy Davi, is that how you? Don't want to ruin a brother's name. It's early in the morning, but Davi Samantha Danner. Good morning to you as well. Uh, Starting today, masks will no longer be required in Kane County courthouses. Starting today, people will no longer be required to wear masks or face coverings in the courthouses. Individuals may still choose to wear masks, but they will not be required to due to an amended court order issued by the... uh, Scratch it up. Now, Davey... Samantha Danner, I think you're new here. Whenever we mess up our words, we take a sip. So whatever you're drinking on right now, sip it up. Sip it up. Sip it up. Mm-hmm. Julie, did you sip? Josue, did you sip? Sip it up. Okay, let me try that again. Because I was ranting. Uh, but they will not be required to do so due to an amended court order issued by the Supreme Court of Illinois. And that's according to Kane County Chief Judge Clint Hull. People trying to enter the courthouse may be denied if they have new flu-like symptoms, were directed to quarantine by a health provider or a public health official, or live or have close contact with the person currently subjected to quarantine and are not fully vaccinated. A majority of courthouses remain Zoom-friendly, allowing court goers to attend court from their homes. This move in Kane County comes as masks will no longer be required by the state for most public places beginning today. After a recent announcement by our governor, the state will continue to require masks in healthcare settings such as hospitals and on public transportation. Uh, yeah, so I told you guys about that, that this was happening. Today is the day when most masking mandates are lifted around the state, uh, I believe. That they are still in a temporary or, uh, you know, choice, what's the word, optional fashion for schools and school districts in some parts of the state. Uh, but yeah, what a day. Starting off like that. 
All right. Yeah, good to see you, my man. Thank you very much. Michelle Gums is here. Good morning to you, dear friend. Good morning, A-Town. Love you all. Happy Monday. Remember, just because the mask mandate is gone, please be respectful of the businesses that require them be safe. That's a fact. That's a fact. I'm still wearing mine too, Josue. Still. I'm still looking like a ninja. I don't care about none of that. I'm still rocking the mask. Everywhere. I'm not taking it off until I absolutely have to talk to you. What's your name, sir? Oh, my God. Hi, my name's Curtis. Um, but, you know... Uh... We'll get to that later. But here's the thing about the mask. I found another reason for the mask. So, I don't know if I told you guys, told my son about this. Uh, I think a hawk um, caught a squirrel in my backyard. And uh, I think the squirrel was coming out of the roof of my garage. You know, because garages and roofs, no matter how secure you think it is, vermin or a squirrel will find its way in the tiniest crack anyway i think a hawk caught a squirrel and and like ripped it apart because i came in my garage one day and i was throwing away some uh recyclables and i found like the bottom half of a squirrel draped on top of my recycling can like the tail the two back legs and like the spinal cord were like hanging uh and it was inside the garage so i can only i can only surmise the word of the day is surmise. Thank you very much, Mark. I can only surmise that the hawk caught the squirrel and didn't kill it in my garage. I think he, like, you know, the body dropped. Anyway, it was really kind of nasty, so I had the mask on to, like, prevent myself from the... So the mask has a great use. You can take out your trash. Your trash is stinky. Wear your mask and uh, get it done like that. The time is 8.08 a.m. Okay, Victoria Hallamaldonado, good morning to you, dear friend. Good morning. Cheryl Brownell is here. Good morning, Cheryl. And Franca Liccioni, good morning to all of you great people. Okie dokie. My mom is here as well. Good morning to your mom. And ew, yes, I know. I know. I know. That's It, it, was, that pretty, was, it was pretty sick. It was, <laughs> you know, we're going to make it a lot more bright for you. This is not a morbid episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, moving right along to things. Now, how many of you guys know about New England Congregational Church? You know about them? You ever heard of them? I haven't. I knew that you didn't know about it. Wow. Nah, that came out wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I know I don't know a lot of things, but like, wow. <laughs> um, so here's the thing about New England. New England Congregational Church is located at 406 West Galena Boulevard in Aurora. They are going to be hosting the acclaimed Chicago area chamber music group, Orion Ensemble. And that's going to be 7 p.m. on Sunday the 6th. The public is invited. Parking is free. Admission is $30 for adults and $25 for seniors and $15 for students. Tickets are available at the door or at orionensemble.org. The ensemble's program will include Tchaikovsky's Trio in A minor for violin, cello, and piano, selections from Three Visions for piano solo, and Folk Song Suite Number no. 2 by William Grant Still and Trio for Clarinet, Violin, and Piano by Paul Schoenfield. <coughs> Excuse me. The ensemble compromises Florentina Romnancho. On the violin, Judy Stone on the cello, Catherine Pirtle on the clarinet, and Diana Schmook on piano. The ensemble will perform the third of four concerts in its 2021-2022 series. Founded in 1992, the ensemble is recognized as one of Chicago's finest chamber music groups. With the possibilities inherent in its unique combination of instruments, uh, piano, string, trio, and clarinet, Orion offers exciting interpretations of standard repertoire introduces audiences to rarely perform masterpieces and inspires composers with commissions for new works. Uh, Orion's innovative programs feature diverse works from composers ranging from Mozart, Beethoven, and Brahms to William Bolcom, Chick Corey, Paul Schoenfield, and Augusta Reed Thomas. How about that? Uh, we got anybody who plays instruments in the chat? You guys play any instruments? If you play an instrument, put the instrument that you play in the chat. How many instrumentalists do we have that listen to this show? I hope we have a lot. We have we have cops, we have rappers, 
we have we have uh hair dog cutters groomers guitarists guitarists we have beatboxers we have it all so do we have any instrumentalists if you do put the instrument that you play in the chat the ensemble boasts a roster of superb musicians who have performed throughout North America, Europe, and Asia as an ensemble and individually in solo, orchestral, or other chamber music roles. In Chicago, Orion presents a four-concert series in three venues, is heard regularly on the broadcast series live from WFMT, and appears frequently on the Chicago Cultural Center's lunch break series, Classical Mondays. For more information, you can call 630-897-8721 and let them know you heard about it. Where? On Good Morning Aurora. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. All right. Good stuff. Uh, good morning to the GAMS. G-A-M-S. The Great American Morning Show. That's what you're listening to. That's who we are. And that's what you're a part of as well. Good morning to you, Ben Geller. Good morning to you, uh, Anna Sierra. Happy Monday as well. Good morning to you, dear mother. And, well, all I know is I haven't got as sick as much as I would have if I didn't wear a mask. True that, Josue. True that. All right, Gloria Gerardo is here. Good morning to you, Gloria. Good morning, Mom. Thank you very much. Jennifer Ryan Mason, a dear friend of the show, is here. And didn't you find a dead muskrat by the river? I did. That is true. Hostway, you've got a good memory. That is true. Uh, as many of you listeners to this great show know, I, your host here, I do as much as I can to get involved in the community. One of the great things I did last year was I took part in the Fox Valley River Cleanup, organized by the Paramount Theater. It encompassed all of downtown Aurora, and we cleaned up the river from, oh boy, from like New York Street to Downer Place. No, to Benton, because we were back there behind McCarty Mills, behind that apartment complex. Uh, well, those are townhomes. But uh, anyway, we went all the way back there. And yes, I did. I found a dead muskrat skeleton. The scary thing about it was was that I didn't realize it was a rodent until I found the skull. Because I found just bones. And I was like, is this a crime scene? Am I going to be famous like those guys? A 1950 murder was solved by your boy. Bam. It'd be on Time Magazine. No, that's not what happened. It was a large... Uh, it was Yeah, it was pretty big. Anyway... Uh, but yes, if you can get out there and help clean up your great town and city here in Aurora, please do so. We will be happy to announce the next dates for the Fox Valley River cleanup when they happen. The time is 8.14 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Now, let me see. So Josue says that he plays the, the vinyl because he's a DJ. Aha, y'all like that. Combo Wax Paper Master. Thank you very much. Mike Turner is here. Good morning to you, Mike Turner. Aisha Saxon is here. Good morning, Aisha Saxon. And our friend of the show, uh, Judge Bianca Camargo, is here as well. We hope that all of you great people are having a blessed, wonderful, and positive day. It is Monday the 28th. Masking has ended in almost all parts of Illinois, with the exception of some optional um, places per requirement. Most of them are schools of some sort based on local positivity rates in the area. So if you're like me and you still want to be a ninja and play dress up, keep your mask. Because who knows? Maybe Good Morning Row have a mask party in like three years from now. Everybody got your mask still? Hey. And the mask will get you maybe a dollar off your beer. How about that? Monica. Uh, Stephanie. Stephen Fox Cleary. Good morning to you, Stephanie. Good to see you. Monica, are you, do you still wear your mask? Yeah, I do. You do? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I do. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, can you do us a favor, Monica? Take us to a commercial. Take us to a commercial. Give us like three joints and then bring us back. All right. Good morning, everyone. Here are your local headlines. Real news, real people, real stories, 100% Aurora. Don't forget to please subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of our content. There you can also watch all of our interviews and receive notifications when we go live. Get ready for the Coffee and Brew Expo. This will be taking place Saturday, March 5th from noon to 3 p.m. at the Fox Valley Mall. Tickets are $25 and 25% of ticket sales will go to Aurora Alive. I mean Alive Aurora. 
Sip local craft beers and specialty coffee while enjoying live music in the center of the mall. Breweries include Church Street, Foreign Exchange, and Obscurity. Coffee vendors include Java Plus, Gigawatt Coffee, and Enduro. For more information or to purchase tickets, I'll be sharing the link with you all in our chat. Sunday, March 6th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., the City of Aurora Community Service Department will host a vaccination event called Keeping Aurora Safe. This will be held at La Sierra Restaurant located at 2121 East New York Street. It is free and open to the public. Public health and safety are paramount. Scan the QR code on the flyer or call 331-256-5377 for more information. And this event is sponsored by the VNA Healthcare Clinic. And I'll be sharing the registration link with you all in our chat. That's right. That's right. Monica will be sharing the link with you all in our chat. Here's the thing about the links in the chat. Monica's doing that. So in case you're wondering, wow, how does Curtis do that? How does he deliver us such great news, such interesting topics, and give us the links in the chat? It's because we have Monica. Monica is our intern here. We have, uh, we were just talking about it before we started rolling. Unless you join the FBI or the United States Navy, you will never have as much fun and do as much as you can for your country besides being an intern here on Good Morning Aurora. So parents, if you have a young person out there who is in school coming home every day, mom, I don't know what I want to do. Tell them about the internship of Good Morning Aurora. If you have a kid who's going down perhaps the wrong path, my friends in the court system, let them know that they can, they can come back to life here in Good Morning Aurora. We have action. We have news. We have things to do. We have places to go. And we have people to see. Good Morning Aurora is the only place in the world where you can, you can sip coffee with a senator at 8.14 a.m. And by 8.14 p.m., who knows what you might be doing. I mean, you could be... Maybe the senator's interviewing you. Just a thought. The time is now 8, 19 a.m. Okay, listen to this. I got something cool to tell you guys about. How many of you guys like poetry? Monica, do you like poetry? I do. You do? Mm -hmm. uh, I got some poetry information here, and it's coming up, but I have a poem that I'm going to read to you guys from one of our great listeners. So check this out. Here's the news part of it. In honor of National Poetry Month this April, Aurora Downtown is hosting a call for poems. The theme is Rebirth, and poems will be reviewed by the city's poet laureate. Selected poems will be displayed in various downtown storefronts throughout April. This call is open to any writer currently residing in the Fox Valley region. Original poems no more than 20 lines in length should be submitted by tomorrow to KFC16 at sbcglobal.net. Here are the details. Each poet may submit one original poem. The poem's theme should be rebirth. Your submission may have been previously published so long as you retain the copyright. Your poem should be no more than 20 lines in length, including the space between stanzas. We all remember what a stanza is, right? That was like freshman year. Y'all remember what a stanza is? Anybody? If you submit a poem in a language other than English, include an English translation. The deadline for submissions is tomorrow, Tuesday, March 1st at 5 p.m. There are no exceptions. No exceptions. None whatsoever. And uh, the format is submit your poem as a Microsoft Word document attached in an email. Do not put your name on the Microsoft Word document. Include your name, current USPS mailing address, phone number, and email address in the email. Poems will be reviewed by a jury for display at a variety of locations in downtown Aurora. Authors will be acknowledged in publicity and media releases. Authors retain the rights to their works, and authors will receive no financial compensation. Mark Hogan is here. Good morning to you, Mark. Mark is the proprietor of Tavern on Broadway, located at 24 North Broadway. It is perhaps 
one of the greatest establishments to emerge in the last 15 years. It's a great place. And when you go there, listen, let me tell you something real quick. Scratch it up, DJ. Hold on. I'm going to get back to the forward part. Let me just tell you about a local business because you guys tune into this show for local businesses too. When you go to Tavern on Broadway, walk in. The bar seating is on the left and your tables are on the right. You're going to walk in there, right? Try the clam chowder. Do that. Get the oyster crackers, the, right? Try the clam chowder. See what you think about it. Try it. Then after you're done with that, try the chili. Then decide on what you like better, the chili or the clam chowder. Both of those delicious delights are staples of Tavern on Broadway. They do very well, and I recommend them highly. Tavern on Broadway is located at 24 North Broadway. Go in there and let them know you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. Now... I have a poem I'm going to read for these people. Um, let's read it. Monica, take me to a commercial so these people don't see a brother as a brother reads. Casildo is here. Good morning to you, Casildo. Make today count. I like when you say that, Casildo. We got to make today count. We got to make today count not only for ourselves, but for everybody. Monica is, is enjoying a gummy octopus. When you pull the legs off, they're real good, right? They are octopuses. Yeah. Yep. But there was just like one gummy stuck together. Nah, right? Like, damn, this is mad gummies. Nah, they're octopus. Okay, uh, here we go. A porch with a view. Sitting on a porch staring out at a faded green yard, gathering strength to do all the things that are hard. When lacking love, you find yourself needing love badly. Unfortunate, my emotions are acting a bit more sadly. The car windshield reflects my age and a makeshift smile. Thinking about church, watching others walk down the aisle. Leaves changing colors, decorating an old rusty car, wondering about existence, staring at a brilliant star. Time refuses to stop so I won't be young much longer. Am I just weak? Or is everyone else seemingly stronger? Courage has never come from the absence of fear. I'm distant from myself much farther than near. A minor note brings me to tears and I can't explain why. I breathe in deeply before exhaling with a sigh. The smell of fresh air and the possibility of something new. Serious thinking spilling over from a porch with a view. That poem is from a listener of our show, a gentleman by the name of Leo Zarco. I want to say thank you very much, Mr. Leo Zarco, for submitting that poem. Uh, we have a couple more to this, so we'd be happy to detail those and uh, let you guys know about it here for National Poetry Month coming up. Uh, the time is 8.24 a.m. Ben Geller. Poetry. Exact quote from my uncle's high school yearbook. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Come on over and go snowmobiling sometime. By Mr. Dick Leinenkugel, author of the above quote, was in my uncle's graduating class, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. No lie. How about that? Emily's here. Yeah, Leo Zarko's poem. Leo got some fans in there. That's good. That is good. You know, I used to do a little poetry myself. Did you guys know that? Did you guys know I'm a poet too? Y'all didn't even know that. Uh, yeah, I do poetry. But see, here's the thing. Uh, I've been putting words together since the 80s. My first poem I ever wrote, I wrote in like fourth grade. Um, I had a teacher. I'll never forget her name. Mrs. Ronaldson. Mrs. Ronaldson. I don't know what happened to that lady. Mrs. Ronaldson used to say, she used to tell us whenever we mess up, get on the clue bus. She just say that. Get on the clue bus. Like, if you're not getting something, like, come on, hurry. get on the clue bus. Right? Like, get to it. So I wrote this rap about getting on a, a bus full of clues. But it was it was poetry, but, you know, I disguised it as a rap. Yeah. And it uh, went pretty good. Yeah. So I, I like poetry. Uh, I like art and expression. And um, so for National Poetry Month taking place here in Aurora, uh, April is natural, National Poetry Month. We have a poet laureate in the city who has been acclaimed by our great mayor as well. Uh, so all of you guys out there, if you have poetry, please submit it. We'll be happy to uh, 
Happy to read your work. Good morning, Aurora. Put the email in the chat for the folks, please, Monica. Good morning, Aurora. I-L is our email address. If you have poetry, send it on over. We'll read it here on the show. Vanessa Rodriguez-Aguirre, did I say hi to you yet? If I did not, good morning to you, dear friend. Vanessa Rodriguez-Aguirre is a special listener. Why is Vanessa Rodriguez-Aguirre special? I'll tell you why. Because Vanessa Rodriguez-Aguirre and Tracy Duran and a couple other people were listening to Good Morning Aurora back when I was recording in my bathroom. We came a long way since then. This year is our two-year anniversary. We got 98 more years to go. All right. I got news. I got some. Actually, it's this is something that we do called. The coffee is hot. The news is new. And we've got breaking news for you guys. Aurora, our great city here, is looking at helping fund renovation of the downtown senior housing building in Aurora. Did you guys know that we had senior housing down here in Aurora? You did it? Well, let me tell you about it. Uh, the owners <clears throat> of the North Island Apartments in downtown and the city of Aurora are looking at a redevelopment agreement to help renovate the low-income senior housing building. Now, this is the corner of Galena and Stope, right across the street from the North Island Center. Kitty Corner from the... Um, Paramount School of the Arts and the Artisan Lofts, and they're right across the street from Altiro. Uh, the two entities are in the process of negotiating a redevelopment agreement, so the details are not yet in place, but the city has set aside $400,000 in its Community Development Block Grant Funds, CDBG, as a, quote, placeholder, close quote, for what the actual grant will be. That's according to Aurora's Community Development Manager, Mr. Chris Ragona. He told Alderman at the City Council Public Health, Safety, and Transportation Committee meeting that when discussing this year's block grant funding, while the $400,000 is earmarked, all the details still need to be worked out as to exactly how much the city will contribute to the North Island apartment project. The apartment building is in the former Aurora Hotel at Galena and Stolp. Aha, I told y'all. See? Come on. We got the news with the facts right here. All right, but it goes on. And it's 100% affordable housing for seniors 60 years of age and older. Now, here's where I'm going to put a, a small segue. Now, remember, we told y'all about affordable housing. We told you about that. Many of our listeners um, care about and want to see an appropriate amount of affordable housing in our community to make sure that it is consistently equitable. This apartment building for seniors has been in the heart of downtown and it is 100% affordable housing. That is a good thing. This subsidized complex of 55 single bedroom apartments may, excuse me, and one efficiency unit charges in the area of about $500 a month in rent, which is well below market rate for downtown. Mr. Ragona made his comments after Alderman said they had heard there was some question about work that needed to be done in the building. Both Alderman's Michael Seville of the 6th Ward and William Donnell of the 4th Ward said there was concern about the property. Now, according to Mr. Ragona, there are, quote, multiple issues going on at this property, close quote, but said many things have been addressed. The one-time luxury hotel first opened in 1917 and on the National Register of Historic Places, was redeveloped into senior housing in 1996. At that time, the city council voted to extend a $550,000 loan to the property owner with a 1% interest rate as part of the project. The owner also received various amounts of state and federal aid, including $750,000 for compliance with historic preservation guidelines. Now, at that time, according to Alderman Michael Seville, the council first turned down the loan, then reconsidered. It passed the council by one vote. Uh, according to Mr. Ragona, the property owner was hurt by vaccines, excuse me, by vacancies during the coronavirus pandemic. At one point, the building was between 10 and 20 percent vacant, but it's back close to 100 percent occupied now. Uh, awesome. So let us know what you guys think about that 100% affordable housing units in the uh, senior development that's downtown, Galena and Stolp Avenue. 
looking at some funding to renovate that building coming from the city of Aurora. $400,000 is currently earmarked. Uh, I will post the link to this article to our Facebook page after the show so that you guys can read about it on your own. Okay. Uh, I've got information about our Ash Wednesday service is coming up here. I spoke to you guys about it briefly last week, but want to make sure that you guys know about this because our friends of Aurora United Methodist Church and Flowing Forth continue to do great things, and we want to highlight all that they do. The time is 8.31 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, The Place, with the greatest candy selection that you ever saw in your life. Monica, how was that gummy sour octopus it was okay okay yeah good yeah. what could have made it better mm, a little bit more like sugar a little sugar mm-hmm. okay all right more sugar um listen to this guys two aurora united methodist churches will partner in a joint ash wednesday worship service to open the lenten season Wesley United and Flowing Forth will jointly hold the service Wednesday, March 2nd, 7 p.m. at Aurora Christian School, 2255 Sullivan Road here in Aurora. The public is invited. Admission and parking are free and no other details have been provided just yet. Last year, Reverend Derek Rogers of Flowing Forth United Methodist Church responded to the COVID-19 pandemic by imposing public public drive-up ashes in the ACS parking lot, temporary site of flowing forth worship services. As drivers arrived, the pastor left his vehicle. Using a cotton tip swab, he made the sign of the cross on the foreheads of worshipers, and Reverend Rogers included a prayer with each imposition. According to Reverend Derek Wepper, uh, the director of preaching ministries at United Methodist Church, uh, Ash Wednesday is a call to the Lenten season observance from March 2nd to April 17th, which is Easter Sunday. The season of Lent is essential to those for those who truly seek to be disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Because a part of what we learn in this time of self-examination is that we are what we might be most in need of transformation. Ash Wednesday is an observance built around the imposition of ashes, even if ashes aren't actually applied to the forehead or any part of the body. The ashes can still remind us of our mortality and our human sinfulness. To open Easter weekend, an annual Good Friday fast will be sponsored on April 17th by the Society of St. Andrew, a Big Island, Virginia-based feeding ministry and United Methodist partner. Time is 8.34 a.m. Wow, we still got more news to go. And uh, we still got things to talk about. Now, Easter egg hunting is coming on the island, as Monica mentioned. Uh, Easter Bunny will be visiting Millennium Plaza. How about that? This is going to be uh, on Saturday, April 9th from 1 to 3 p.m. There's also going to be an egg hunt on and around Stope Island. So bring the kids out there. Have a good time. Find the eggs and win cool prizes. Now, I think that these will be like real, actual eggs, uh, hard-boiled eggs, so make sure the kids don't eat them. These aren't going to just be the plastic ones with the little candy inside. This will be a real Easter egg hunt. Wait, what do you mean? What? Like real boiled eggs. Yeah. Yeah, people... uh, To eat them? Yeah, people would, you know... Back in my day, back in some of these listeners' day, we had real eggs. This is before the plastic eggs were like toys inside. Like people would hard boil eggs and then paint them and then put them all over the yard. So like you were actually getting, you know, real eggs. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until many years later that they started hiding plastic eggs Mm -hmm. with things inside. And the kids were like, oh, wow, this is great. Inside of the egg that I found, I got a little sticker or something. But no, we used to do real eggs. And you guys wouldn't eat them, right? I wouldn't eat them, no. Okay. Well. Like, could you? I don't You could. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could. But, I mean, that was, see, this is one of like those. it's coloring, right? <laughs> this is one of those, this is one of those old school things here. Because, like, there used to be a time where people would find these eggs if they weren't out forever, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you did, you boil them, they're in the house, mm-hmm. you put them outside. Maybe somebody would crack open the shell. Mm-hmm. 
and eat a boiled egg. Bada bing, bada boom. But, you know, some parents, if you're doing it at somebody else's house, they don't know the parent, maybe not. Um, We got any listeners that used to actually eat the eggs in the yard? You can let us know that in the chat. With a little bit of salt, I'm sure they went down well. Um, But, yeah, that's just some of the stuff that we used to do, man. used to have good Easter egg hunts. Uh, I remember in my aunt's house, yeah, we used to have a good time with that. So if anybody still does Easter egg hunts, in the family, you can let us know that in the chat. Um, I hope that that's not a tradition that goes away anytime soon. The time is 8.36 a.m. Okay, we read you a great poem from Mr. Leo Zarco. Once again, poems are still going on out there. Uh, please submit them to Aurora Downtown if you've not yet done so. Kane County still has the vaccination hub. It's going to be open in two Saturdays this whole month. This is back from news that we told you about the um, the Kane County vaccination site at 501 North Randall Road being open six days a week. Now, that was back when cases and positivity rates were very high. And a sign of the recent times, this will only be open for two days during March. For more information, you can go to canevax.org or call 855-452-6382-501 North Randall Road in Batavia is the location of the site. And it will be from 9 a.m. to noon on March 12th and March 26th. Ladies and gentlemen, March 12th, March 26th, Pfizer, Moderna, and Janssen will be available at the CaneVax Hub. Pediatric doses of the Pfizer vaccine will also be available. Now, these dates were announced as the county sees the lowest COVID-19 case amounts since November of last year. Holy cow. November of last year. Uh, With a seven-day positivity rate of 5%. Hospitalizations decreased and remain stable over the last 10 days in DuPage County, 13 since reading this. Uh, Last week, the Kane County Board members said it may be time to close the mass vaccination site, which currently has a lease to operate through May. A committee member said the site was currently serving less than 100 people a day. Good news. All right. Uh, So we are continuing. The time is 8.38 a.m. Monica told you about... uh, the Craft Brew Expo that's going to be at the Fox Valley Mall. The Fox Valley Mall was a site this weekend of great businesses opening up. Uh, our great mayor and city council did a uh, mass grand opening of six new businesses, uh, six new African-American businesses in the mall. It was a great show, a wonderful display of teamwork and camaraderie. And I have to say this. I want to say that... I have noticed something. I've noticed a little bit of something different from last year to this one when it comes to these ribbon cuttings and these grand openings. You know, it used to be, I remember when I watched like the first couple times the mayor did a ribbon cutting or a bell ringing. There used to be a little bit of, like people were kind of skeptical. They were skeptical because like, they thought that the ringing of the bell was a bit much. I used to read the comments on Facebook. Oh, why is he ringing a bell? Why can't he just let the shop be open? Here's why. You should be happy that a bell is ringing or a ribbon is being cut or whatever the heck the business the city council does to highlight a brand new opening of a building. It doesn't matter if they're ringing a bell, they're banging drums or whatever they're doing. For the people who are having the ribbon cut to signify the opening of their business, maybe they want a bell to ring. You ever think about that? You ever think, hey, if I was going to get my business opening up, what would I want? Maybe you don't want a bell ringing. Maybe you want your mom there clapping hands. Whatever it is that makes the business happy and brings excitement to our city, we should be happy with that. That's just my personal opinion. You can do what you want with that. The time is 8.40 a.m. All right. Grandma would make egg salad. Really, Ben? How about that? Egg salad. You like egg salad, Monica? I don't think so. No? I am not a fan of it either. Um, egg salad for a week. Love those days. Michelle Gums. How about that? Maria Torito is here. Good morning. Javier Burgos. Good morning to you as well. 
Really, folks? He will read it on the air. Woohoo! Poetry. Bell, drum, wax, paper, comb, whatever. Those are instruments. I gotcha. I gotcha. Wax paper. See, if you when you blow wax paper, right? It does, you can't really do it with this kind of paper, but I'm old school, Ben. I'm from the old school. I remember that. Like this. Hold on. Let's see if we can do it. It's not the same. Wax paper goes, uh, goes a lot better. But, uh, yeah, people would do that. That's some old country stuff right there. Javier is here. Javier, Joe Jackson, good morning to you as well. Java Plus, located at 1677 Montgomery Road, is the place where our friends just had some great events. Mental Revelations just had a great event. Uh, Franca Liccioni just had a great event there. And more great things are coming up. Java Plus will be at the Fox Valley Mall um, very soon for the mm -hmm. Coffee and Brew Expo. So please go there and check that out. The link to register is in the, uh, in the chat. Okay. Ring a bell, bang a drum. Joe Jackson, good to see you. Who plays the spoons? I played the spoons. And Audra Randalls is here. Good morning to you, Audra, as well. All right. I got another piece of important news to tell you guys about. This has a $53 million price tag on it, too. How about that? Boy, we getting some... We coming up in Aurora. We really are. All right, listen to this. An Aurora City Council Committee has recommended taking the beginning step towards establishing a tax increment financial district, TIF districts, remember those, for a $53.8 million downtown apartment project in Aurora. Is this the one we signed last week? Is this the one that we... Was it? Was this it? How long? I think this was it. Ha <laughs> ha! City council members on the finance committee recommended what is known as an inducement. Put that in the chat. Give the people that too. Inducement. Recommended what is known as an inducement resolution for the proposed development of 140 apartments and 20 townhomes between River Street and the Fox River right at the base of the new pedestrian bridge on the West Bank. How about that? An inducement regulation, excuse me, an inducement resolution signals the city's intention to approve the TIF district, but does not commit the city to establishing one. Let's read that again. <laughs> oh, the fun of the English language. Let's read that again. Hold on. Okay, let's read it together. Let's take our time with this, because that sounded kind of that sounded interesting. City council members on the finance committee, right? They recommended what is known as an inducement resolution for the proposed development of 140 apartments and 20 townhomes between River Street and the Fox River, right at the base of the new pedestrian bridge in the West Bank. Okay, we got that part. An inducement resolution signals the, sense, the city's intention to approve the TIF district, but does not commit the city to establishing one. Hmm. So that, so in other words... Let's say, let's say Monica's the employee of Good Morning Aurora here. Monica, I'm going to sign a resolution to give you a raise. Okay. But it's an inducement resolution. So that does not commit me to giving you one. How do you feel about that? But you told me you were going to give me one. Well, I didn't say I was. I just signed that we could do the TIF raise. Oh, so you signed that. Okay. You could. You could. But they're not really like obligated, right? It doesn't commit you to establishing one. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. We can continue. It starts the process of a study by a TIF consultant to see if the property qualifies for such a district. Now that—that's the meat to see if it qualifies because it may not. Right. See that I read this before. <laughs> I read this like I read this before. I did it right now, so I kind of knew where I was going to go with this. Here's the thing, and I want all of you to remember this. All of you. Vanessa Rodriguez Aguirre, Tracy Duran, Ben Geller, all y'all. Monica Curtis, everybody. If you can hear the sound of my voice, this applies to you. Listen. We, the city, the county, the state, the government, when you want something here or you say why doesn't they why don't they do that why is this here why don't they build some maybe they can't do it i think that's something that a lot of people don't understand the city the mayor your alderman 
They can't just do things. Why don't you just do? You can't just do things. You can't. Even the most mundane, boring, kind of scatterbrained resolution still potentially may not be able to happen. You ever heard of environmental impact statements? You guys ever heard of those? Anybody? An environmental impact statement, for example. This is me paraphrasing. For example, let's say I want to build a new power plant on the banks of the Fox River, right? I'm going to build a factory right here. In this factory, we're going to make boxes. Well, environmental impact statements. Let's say there are... Uh, let's say there's toads or frogs or egrets, animals, wildlife that are in the area of what I want to build. Well, if they're endangered species, I can't build there. That's an environmental impact statement because you will be impacting the environment to a negative degree. So, all of you people who want to see something here, why don't they build it? Why don't the mayor make this, turn it, make it not? You ever thought about what wildlife could potentially be killed? Did you ever think about the noise level and how far away houses and residential areas are? Think about those things. It may seem like the city doesn't know what they're doing, but they do know what they're doing. And Monica here can tell you all about it because she works for the city. Okay. That money is used for expenses related to the development. In TIF districts, assessed value is frozen for the purpose of tax collection. As, as the value of property rises, the taxes created by increasing property value goes into a special fund known as an increment. That money is used for expenses related to the development. It means that for the length of the TIF district, only city-supported projects get the benefit of the increased property value, not other taxing districts. See? How about that? Uh, Alderman approved a redevelopment agreement early this month between the city and developers Windfall Group LLC, which will build the residential development. The company is the same one that's been developing Pacifica Square on the far east side of the city. The time is 8.48 a.m. Sushil Bahadwi, good morning. Tracy Duran, that's what gets me. When folks say either the government, police, or anyone in the municipal arena that they need to do this and do this now. They don't realize that there are protocols, laws and policies that have to be applied first. Things have to be approved and denied, excuse me, or denied through a board too. If they want things done, then they can apply for the board positions. Michelle Gums, plants and air as well. That's regarding to the environmental impact statements. That is correct. Uh, I still have a 45 record. Thank you, Ben. Ben is way back in the... Ben is in the 20s right now facts good morning to you guys um okay i'm jad khan is here good morning to you i'm jad all right uh so that's the tiff district but they're exploring it so we will update you guys as the story moves on please remember don't be a debbie downer don't complain read things first learn about what's happening because if you if you show up on the city council meeting talking in all caps, going crazy, oh, we need more things down here. It's probably already coming because we're doing the people's work every single day. The time is 8.50 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Banana Split is open. Ladies and gentlemen, it is open for the season. If you are unfamiliar with Banana Split, I don't know how you could be. Banana Split is an Aurora staple, has been for many time, or uh, for some time, rather. And um, it's open. Go there. Have a good time. Take a couple of selfies. And when you go there, let them know you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. Holler at them. Okay. Um, holla. Monica, I want to get a refill of coffee. Can you take us to a commercial and uh, talk to these people as I get a little a little pour up? Thank you very, very much.
Alright, um, March 12th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., there will be a job fair at the Cole Center located at 101 West Illinois Avenue here in Aurora. This is hosted by our friends of the Fox Valley Park District. Attend the job fair and get a $10 gift card for lunch, courtesy of the Park District. Scan the QR code on the flyer to register. Park grounds, camps, and recreation are just some of the areas currently open for employment. And I'll be sharing that link with you all in our chat. Tuesday, April 19th, there will be a great hiring event at the Aurora Public Library downtown. This will take place from 4 to 7 p.m. and it's sponsored by the Aurora Regional Chamber of Commerce, Quad County African American Chamber of Commerce, and Talented Tenth Social Services. This is a free and open to the public. Um, once again, scan the QR code on the flyer and the registration link will be shared in our chat. Also, Wednesday socials are taking place at 205 Fulton Street in Elgin hosted by Senior Services Associates. This will take place from noon to 2 p.m. on March 30th and April 27th. Have fun playing Loteria and learn about resources. These will be, there will be prizes and snacks. To participate, call Minnie or Kat at 847-741-0404 and let them know you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. Yeah, that's right. That is right. That is right. Thank you very much. Monica for that great news delivery. I mean, you know what? See, this is what I'm talking about right here. We got news. We got coffee. We got water. We have you, dear listeners. We got candy. I mean, that's why it's the Great American Morning Show. You can't just have coffee and donuts. Everybody got that. Um, so, again, great things happen. J.B. Pritzker was here. He was in town last night. Our great governor, he was here for the Truman Dinner. And I want to say once again, we started off with a shout out, but I want to say again, shout out to all of our wonderful people who attended the Truman Dinner last night. It looked like it was well attended. Mark wants to know where Banana Split is located. Tracy Duran just hooked him up with the address and their Facebook page. Shouts all the way out. Um, so... Before we, the time is 8.53, yikes, oh my god, we are moving, we're moving fast, holy cow, this Monday seems like it went faster than other Mondays, for some strange reason. Uh, I want to let you guys know about the YEP program, Youth Engagement in Philanthropy, this is a great, uh, a great program by the Community Foundation of the Fox River Valley. And they have great mentors, which I want to shout out and the staff right now. This year, they were fortunate to have seven mentors from the Fox Valley area join YEP. Their role is to assist with the committee work, and they rotate to different committees each meeting. The committees are marketing, communications, service, social, and fundraising and grants. The diverse group offers new perspectives when the students are seeking input. It has been a wonderful addition to the program. The mentors, Dan Barrero, Daisy Garcia, Chad Jimenez, Mariana Martinez, Nick, I just call him Nick, Nicholas Thompson, Debbie Smith, and Suits Stavong. Board advisors Joyce Hemphill and the staff advisor is a friend of our show, Kathy Schweiger. Good morning to all of you guys. Mentors have the opportunity to have a positive impact on the youth in the program. YEP is a youth-led committee and adults must remain advisors and be careful not to lead the meetings or undermine the youth's decision. The youth that cycle through the committee develop the next generation of peer leaders. Good morning, Aurora. Loves all of that energy. All of that. All of it. See, Good Morning Aurora will one day one day we'll have a big building like CNN. We will have elevators, right? One day you'll come in at the ground level. We'll have a security guard out front. All of Monique. that stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, Monique. We'll have a security guard. We'll have multiple levels. We'll have, we'll have all that stuff. But you know what we will have? We will have a staff of interns and young people. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you. We will. That's the whole purpose, the beating heart of the show. You, as a listener, you are able to make what you want. 
you are able to create what you want to see and your voice will be the one that enlightens instructs and brings people up that's what i want to do it's not just going to be me i know what you're thinking oh curtis come on we want to just see no you don't we will hear from young people we will hear the voices of people who don't know what they're doing that's what we're going to be doing Okay, Casildo, good morning to you as well. Good to see you. Casildo, you had on a nice tie last night. I saw you. I saw you. You looked real nice last night, Casildo. Casildo Casey Cuevas is a friend of our show. He recently, uh, over the weekend, I think the 26th, uh, there was a great vaccination event at Sacred Heart Church, 755 Fulton Street in my neighborhood, 103 feet away from my house. Uh, with the Illinois Department of Public Health, Ward 2 Alderwoman Wani Garza, and uh, Immigrant Solidarity DuPage, among other friends. Great job, Casildo. Good job, and continue to do more great work here in our great city. Uh, Dan Barrero, good morning to you as well, sir. I uh, don't see Dan in the chat. He's probably um, doing some more great stuff with our great community, but want to say what's up to him, too. He recently gradu- or, uh, graduated. Um, he recently retired from the city of Aurora after 30 long years, so continue to do great stuff here in the community. Uh, Monica, the time is 8.57 a.m. Did we get everything? That's the... Did we get... So we got to make sure. We got to make sure. Michelle Gums, good morning. I think we got everything. We got everything? Okay, good. Well, I'm not sure that the social justice meeting meeting like already passed no that's today okay that's today social justice committee meeting uh representative hernandez's office is hosting that five to six p.m yep via zoom and uh, representative hernandez will be joined by the illinois alliance for re-entry and justice that's right that's right healthy people equal healthy communities that is right healthy people equal healthy communities that's taking place this evening you gave them the zoom link i'm about to Zoom link is in the chat, you guys. Uh, take part in that. All right. So, it's Monday. We're back here for a brand new week. Back here for some really good things. Uh, we hope that all of you great people are blessed. We hope you're healthy. We hope you're happy. We hope you had a good weekend as well. Uh, a brand new month starts tomorrow. Are you guys ready for it? Are you ready for March? We are moving right along. Um, it's going to be June before you know it. Holy cow, we are moving. This year is going fast already. Um, May, we have the dates. Sally Bice, good morning, Sally. Look at Ben. Monica, did I get everything? (laughs) Ben, we don't know what you got. I don't know. Ben, did you? (laughs) Ben is my man. Shout out to Ben Geller. Um, uh, I have the date. Hold on. Let me give the people this date. So our Good Morning Aurora two-year anniversary party is coming up, you guys. And it will be May 13th, which is a Friday. Uh, May 13th or the 14th, actually. So it's going to be one of those two days. The reason why is because uh, McCarty Mills Tap Room started and opened up in the same week that Good Morning Aurora started. So what we're doing is it's a collaboration. It's a joint event. Uh, We're going to have a good time out there. We're going to have bags. We're going to have some food. We're going to have a great time with each other, and the public is invited. All of you guys are um, invited to come on out there. Ben came last year. Uh, so many of our great friends came last year. We really appreciate it. Good morning, Aurora. will be two years old this year, you guys, so get ready. Uh, our tweet, damn, our tweet blew up. Um, it's going to be a great time. So we look forward to seeing all of you great people there. Uh, it's 8 o'clock a.m., 9 o'clock a.m. I hope that you guys have a blessed day, a positive day, and a happy day. Remember, we have a lot of work to do with each other. If you have anything uh, that you want to share with us, send it to goodmorningaurora.il at gmail.com. And with that, take care of yourself and each other. <laughs>